0: Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are super excited today. Danielle Rubin is going to be joining us for this week's edition. She's now a permanent part of the team, and her DR3 Fast Pitch is going to be providing a lot of uh, pitching expertise for us on the Everything Fast Pitch podcast. And whenever she's available to join us for the uh, Coach Prep, she will. One of the things we're going to ask all of you to do as listeners to make sure you reach out to us with questions, pitching specific, or anything else that you're interested in that Danielle could potentially answer for you as a former player, somebody that's uh, actually played college softball instead of Coach Don and I always talking about coaching it. So any questions or anything that you have that Danielle can help with, she's going to be a part of the team and she'd be happy to. As always, you can reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. So this week's episode, we're going to talk about, a lot of coaches talk about wanting motivated players, but we're going to kind of dig into that because I think that uh, sometimes what we really think we want and what we really want are two different things. Before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsors. First, let's talk about the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus nine rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. And as always, please make sure you take advantage of that EFP20 discount. It's a great way for you to save an additional 20% on your purchase, whether you buy a bat, glove, fast pitch, slow pitch, baseball, whatever it is, uh, anything you buy from Anderson. use that EFP20 discount, it's going to save you an additional 20% and help support the podcast at the same time. Also talking about supporting the podcast, go to patreon.com slash Pitch. We're still looking for more patrons. We certainly do appreciate the patrons that we have. Uh, We're very, very fortunate. We've got a hardcore bunch of people that have been supporting us um, and doing a great job of helping us keep the podcast alive now for, for quite some time. But the reality of it is we need more people to come on board and become patrons if you can. If you go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch, the whole thing will be explained to you there. It's either $5, 10 or $20 a month. So we're uh, uh, asking a lot of people to give a little, and that little bit will go a long way towards keeping the uh, podcast healthy for a long time to come. So Don, Danielle, we talk about this all the time, that coaches spend time sitting around talking about how much fun it is to coach motivated players, how much we enjoy it when our team is made up of those go-getter kinds of kids that are, are highly motivated to succeed. But I think the question is, is the word that we should be using and the thing that we're really looking for motivated or disciplined? And The reason I wanted us to talk about it today is because I know about anybody else, but I know for me for sure that my motivation changes from day to day depending upon a lot of things. Now, what I think I'm pretty good at is being disciplined enough to still get it done even though I don't really want to do it that day. So I think that's really the the crux of the discussion today. So is it really motivated or is it disciplined?
1: No, I think uh, I think that's a great topic too, Tori. And just like you say, it's uh, it's one thing to be motivated, but disciplined, I think, is what we're really after because just as you stated, we're not always going to have great days and days that we feel motivated. But uh, if we can get in there and be a productive part of practice and, and do well in, in regards to working on our skills, I think that we're going to be further ahead. And it rubs off on everybody else, whether we're able to stay focused enough to be productive in that session. Maybe the coaches also, too, help play a role in that if we're motivated or
0: not, right? Well, I think discipline um, is really the key thing. And one of the things that I've always thought of as a coach, Danielle's probably a really good example of this, that you're always impressed when somebody shows up and still does a great job, still works really hard, still has a great practice, even though you know they're hurting a little bit. They're a little bit, you know, under the weather. They're not feeling great. You know, one of the enduring uh, images of athletics uh, for for our generation is, you know, everybody talks about Michael Jordan playing so great the day that he had the flu, and they won, you know, won the championship during the flu game and all that stuff. That's an example of discipline a whole lot more than it is motivation. I sure. mean, obviously, he's a highly motivated person, but it's always impressive to me when when you know somebody is dealing with something that might affect their motivation, but they're still in their grind and getting the work done.
2: I think at the end of the day, you need to have a goal. Like if you have those goals set, you can be disciplined. You don't have those goals set in place and not having a broad goal. They need to be specific goals. I think it's a lot easier to stay disciplined on those days where you're not motivated.
0: Yeah, when I think, you know, it's it's one of those tricky things. And I think, you know, the, the idea of being highly motivated is something that we all aspire to. And it's great if you're one of those people that are of that mindset quite often. But the reality is even the most highly motivated person still has a day that you know they had a fight with their boyfriend or their girlfriend you know Bad the dog you know the, the, the dog is yeah. sick you know the the kids you know, kept you up all night whatever it is that all of a sudden you show up to work that day you show up to practice that day and your motivation is just not going to be there and so you know, I like the idea of setting specific goals because I think the, the motivation that's tied to that and the discipline that goes along with it kind of go hand in hand a little bit you know I think when you're Looking at it from a player's perspective, if I want to uh, reach a specific thing or attain a a specific skill level, knowing what I'm aiming for makes it a whole lot easier for me to know how to go about trying to get there.
1: No, I really like what Danielle's saying with that because we do uh, talk to the kids about having some goals, having some things that can help get us through those tough days. That you know, if I have a choice to to go out with friends or to get my training done, you know, if we constantly remind ourselves of those goals then uh, it makes it easier. It makes more sense to, well, I'm going to get my training done. Then I'm going to go and hang out with my friends, but I'm going to make sure I get the important things that, that I have done. But kind of sounds like this is almost like a learned skill too, right? That we have to acquire and we have to, uh, I guess, be encouraged to be consistent enough in the things that we're doing to achieve those goals so that we can form good habits and just be a better overall player. Maybe
2: I think I see a lot, especially with my pitchers, when I ask them to do goals, we do mental training every single week during our lessons, whether online or in person. And some of the goals they give me are way too broad. I want to gain speed. I want to go in college. I want to hit a home run. I'm like, well, how are you going to get there? Our goal needs to be more specific so we can stay disciplined on that because, yes, everybody wants to gain speed in their pitch and their bat speed. um, But setting those more specific goals... I mean, I make my girls rewrite their goals all the time. I'm like, let's make it specific. So, we have something to truly strive for. Um, and there's been plenty of times, especially at the college level, <laughs> those were long days, long hours, long days. I would be student teaching for eight hours and I'd be on my feet all day and I had a back injury. And so it was just really tough the thought of putting my cleats on after eight hours of being on my feet and then having to go pitch in a game. But I had to stay disciplined. And yes, I was somewhat, my motivation would get down sometimes, but what was my end goal? What was my result? What am I striving to be? I'm trying to be a leader on this field. I can't show that I'm had a bad day at school. Like I need to be able to like flip that switch and I had to practice for that. Like I had to train for that and I would, it was, it was tough, but I mean, we were all in it together. A lot of us on the team had to deal with stuff like that. So it's just, how can you stay disciplined as a unit? And I think that starts the team culture in general.
1: And well, it sounds like, uh, like smaller levels of goals to achieve are more attainable too, right? Then it's encouraging when we are achieving those little ones that are the build up for the bigger goals
2: hundred percent. I think you need to set small goals and large goals. And what I'll have my girls do it's we call them short and long goals. And so the short goals is where do you see yourself in three months? Where do you see yourself in six months? And then I have long goals. I'm like, where do you see yourself in two years? Where do you see yourself after Do you want to play at the next level? Where do you see yourself after that? Like, what is your why? Um, because softball is not going to be forever, but like, what is our overall purpose? And I feel like the sport, we can learn so many life lessons through it. We have to think about that even when we're in the sport. And from experience, I mean, being 25 years old, luckily I'm still in the sport, doing what I'm doing in the coaching world. But I know so many of my teammates are still trying to figure out their purpose and their why because softball was it their whole life. You
0: know, I have T-shirts in my drawer that are 25 years old, <laughs> <laughs> like from I'll bet you I got from it. like the 1986 <laughs> national tournament and stuff like that. It's like it makes me it makes me feel crazy some days. But I think the uh, other thing, you know, uh, because we know motivation can switch drastically. And honestly, I think we're one of the biggest problems, especially as players start to get older, is they're highly motivated, but they can switch from one thing to another to what they're really motivated for. So if, if your motivation is flip-flopping between going to a party or being in good shape to go to practice tomorrow morning, sometimes you know, you're know you really motivated to go to the party. But the disciplined player is the one that's going to say, OK, I might go to the party, but I'll go for an hour. Or I might not go to the party because you know we've got an early workout tomorrow or whatever it is. Versus the motivated player, that motivation that they're, that they're carrying in a positive way or a, a productive way in, in one arena could, I guess, supposedly be pretty positive or still very powerful um, for something that might not be quite so positive. And, and so I think it's important that we understand you know where the discipline part really does come in.
1: I was going to say, and Tori, as you're saying that, it sounds like sacrifice is a part of that, right? I yeah. have to be willing to sacrifice, and that's the discipline part, right? Right. So if I'm willing to sacrifice for these goals and to be able to get where I want to be at some point, then uh, again, I think that's, but it's something I, I I still think that we have to learn that we have to be willing to, to accept that It's kind of tough for young
0: people. Well, I think one of the reasons it's so hard is when we think of just the words themselves, you think of motivated and you put a smile on your face and you're like uplifted and you think, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm excited to do this. And you think about discipline and it's like, Grind it out, get it done, do the work. It sounds but, tough. Yeah, and, and in a lot of ways, you know, that ability to be disciplined is tough. It is a lot, and it is more challenging in a lot of ways. You know, one of the things we, you know, I would always talk to players about is, do you want to play softball because you want to have fun, or do you want to play softball because you want to be satisfied? The simple idea of that, you know, there's a huge difference between what's fun and what's satisfying ties into this discussion. You know, usually the, the motivated thing sounds like it's going to be fun. The discipline part of it sounds like it's going to be more satisfying over time. And so, um, more work. Right. And, 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 you know, looking back, you know, as Danielle was saying, if you set a long term goal and you build in these steps along the way, you know, as you're taking those steps, you know, you're making progress. But when you get to that long term goal, you look back and you're satisfied because all the stuff you did to get you to that point versus the, did I sacrifice some of those things just to have a little bit more fun or to have, you know, a little bit of that roller coaster ride that I think motivation alone might might be setting players up for?
2: I mean, there are so many times, I mean, I sacrificed a lot. I mean, all my teammates growing up, I mean, we sacrificed a lot to play at the highest level that we could, whether through travel ball or even at the next level in college. And my school friends, they could never understand. Um, right. I had to deal with that all the time of like, you're missing the homecoming dance, or you're missing this, or you're missing that. And I. Be honest, I didn't care because I had a. Didn't feel like it. It didn't feel like it was sacrifice. Yeah. Um, so that was just something I'm like, you might not understand this, but it's fine. But that sacrifice, it was easier to do it because I was surrounded on a team with girls who had the same end goal in mind. Sure. And if they didn't, there was plenty of days, even at the college level. I mean, waking up every day at 5 a.m., going to bed at midnight, having to do it all over again. I mean, those days were tough, but we were doing it together. And that to me, like I would not take away any part of my journey at all because those memories, if I could go back and have that discipline and be held accountable, I mean, now I'm an adult and I got to do it all on my own. Right. And so I do really miss that. And I feel like I took it for granted a little bit when I was younger.
1: But you were able to learn about that along the way, which I think was important for us as adults, uh, for the coaches that are listening. I feel so far removed sometimes just because we've seen so many times that effort Uh, dedication and sacrifice and those things how they pay off right young people haven't experienced how those things actually pay off feels like more of a challenging thing to make that that right choice and uh, because they haven't had a chance to see it pay off right yet so they just have to trust us and believe us right Right. or we have to do a good job selling it as coaches but
2: Oh, I try to share so many um, personal examples with my girls. I'm pretty open. I will share whatever I need to with them. But a big thing that I tell parents is like, I'm not here to be your babysitter in an in-person lesson. Like I love you and I will want to work with you. But if I'm learning and growing to help you be your best version of you, I need you to give that back to me or I don't know if we're going to be the right fit. And sometimes those conversations are hard, but it's honest. It's just me being honest because... I'm trying to train these girls to be disciplined. And I have this mindset. Sometimes I have to bring myself down from it a little bit, but just being at the highest level and playing, and going through all the sacrifice and the discipline, I know what it takes to reach those goals. You keep saying you want to play at the next level. I know what it takes. And right now you're not doing that. And so that's just a big conversation that we have a lot. And I'll start, if I can see that the girls are struggling, I mean, we'll start five minutes of just like a mental training session. And I've been sharing this with travel ball coaches that if you start every practice with five to 10 minutes talking about the mental game, team goals, individual goals, getting the girls to be vulnerable about things outside of the physical part of the game, then you can really see like everybody comes together to work towards that goal together. And that's just what I try to implement as much as I can in my lessons, even if it's just five minutes. But I feel like that five minutes, they get more out of that than they get out of the whole hour lesson. they
1: more out of the
0: next 25 minutes.
2: Of course,
0: Maybe 100%. A, well, so it's the million-dollar question, but I think what discussion we've had today hopefully will go a long way towards helping our coaches as they're, as they're dealing with their players, that you know, we, we can spend all the time we want hoping for highly motivated players to show up every day, or we can start to you know, work towards trying to help them understand the long-term payoff, the satisfaction, and the, the discipline that leads to you looking back at the travel, the trip that you've traveled, the journey that you've made, and be able to look back at where you started and where you are now and be proud of yourself and, and satisfied with the, the progress that you're making by helping them understand that the discipline piece of this, that work ethic, the grinded out part of it is, is really valuable and something that cannot be undervalued.
1: Yeah, no, I think that that's an exciting topic. And as we talk about these things, I think it's important just for all of the coaches to take that time. To share and to ask and to encourage them to think that way and if they're doing that then uh, just like Danielle's saying you know, at the beginning of a session at the beginning of a practice we might end up getting a lot more from all of our training
2: and it so, also helps coach understand like the coaches just understand the girls a little bit more um, when I went to the NFCA convention I was uh, talking to the UCLA head coach coach Kelly and a big thing that they do is Every day before practice, they forget exactly what she calls it, but they either say one word, one sentence, or they get like one minute or five minutes to do a high and a low. And that helps the coaches kind of understand how the group. Yes. So what's your high for the day? What's your low for the day? And she said, if she didn't do that, then she wouldn't have known that some of her players, uh, I'm not going to say her name, but one of the girls on the team, her grandpa had cancer and she wouldn't have known that unless they talked about the high and the low or the mom um, was dealing with a big surgery and that like affects them a little bit mentally. So her being able to understand that she can really help her coaching style kind of changed a create little bit a better environment. I just think that's huge. And so I'm bringing that in with our 18 u team that I help out with. And it just, it really helps understand that these players too. Sometimes I think we get wrapped up of, we define ourselves as a pitcher, as a softball player as an athlete, but we have to remember that we're a human first. And if we can touch that side and get the girls to understand that you are human. We can be more connected. 100%.
0: Well, And and one other part about this I think is important to to think about is is, as coaches, we also have to model the same thing that we're hoping that our players will do. If I'm the roller coaster coach who, if I have a bad day, we have a bad practice, versus the days that I'm upbeat and positive because I had a good day and we have a good practice that day. We've all felt that. Yeah, we've kind of set ourselves up. So again, having that... uh, Discipline in your in your coaching is, is a big part of it too. So all right, so that's gonna wrap up number 177. Uh, hopefully uh, everybody enjoyed that discussion. As always, please make sure you reach out to us with topics that you would like us to discuss. Um, you can always reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or uh everythingfastpitch at gmail.com. Also make sure that you support our sponsors, the Anderson Bad Company. Go to patreon.com slash everything and become a patron. Go to the fast pitch prep website or your Square Cuts training discs. are ninety five a dozen. You go to the uh, fastpitchprep.com uh, main page. It'll take you through the order, and uh, we'll be able to get them shipped out to you right away. So for Coach Don McKinley and Danielle Rubin, our producer Stan Lewis, this is Coach Torrey saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.